But I think that getting out there and being a presence right now is more important now than ever. So I think the Instagram generation kind of exploded that for everybody. And now everybody can start to see, okay, what is it that people really want? Take it from Michelle Nedelec, author, speaker, and owner of multiple businesses on what it takes to stand out in the marketplace today. It's you, your personality, your purpose, your passion. Michelle talks about how you present you to the world, because this is a key part of the process, while also creating a path to profitability. That is through systems and automation. How can you create amazing content that showcases you while being intentional about the growth of your business? That's the subject of our discussion today. Michelle, welcome to the show. It is great to talk with you today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I think my audience is really going to enjoy our conversation, hearing about all of the things that you do to help entrepreneurs and help them grow their businesses. Let's get a start by hearing about how you got started in business and what is exciting you right now about what you're doing. Absolutely. So the first time I went into business for myself, I was 23 years old. I was in Inuvik in the Northwest Territories which is way up north by Santa Claus. (laughs) Um, And I started not one, but three different businesses because, you know, go big or stay home. And uh, I learned a ton. Uh, It was was, uh, terrifying, a blast, and, you know, uncertainty all uh, wrapped into one nice big ball. Um, And I got the bug. So after that, I tried to become an employee. It didn't work so well. Even my sister fired me and I went, okay, I got to figure this out. Oh no. <laughs> Fortunately, in uh, 2003, uh, my partner in business and pleasure, as I like to say, we decided to go into business together. And with that support, uh, made a huge amount of difference for me to be able to catapult what I was good at. And knowing that I had the support of somebody behind me that could help me to get through the tough times that I had no clue how to deal with. So that was a big one for us. In about 2015 or so, we pivoted uh, because we realized that going online, you need to have a certain um, marketing positioning that we hadn't had. So we were very much generalists. We needed to figure out, you know, what is our flagpole and where are we going to stick it? And I looked around the market and I went, oh my God, these people need help with their tech so bad. Why don't we go into business together and that aspect? You take care of the tech side of the company. I'll take care of the marketing and sales and we can help small businesses to grow by giving them that support because uh, we both had experiences in our various fields. And it just made sense to do it that way. So that's what we've done. And it's been an absolute blast since we love helping entrepreneurs. I love how you are using the skills that you're naturally good at. And you pinpointed this problem, which is a huge problem to <laughs> help people who were at one point, just like you. I just, I really love how you were able to find that. And I know your background is in tech. So finding that piece probably wasn't that hard, but, but how were you able to take that, that knowledge, you know, that school knowledge, right? The, the knowledge that you kind of grew (laughs) maybe through work or school classes, whatever. Um, How are you able to kind of see that path for helping other people? Well, and it's funny, we just realized when I was doing some other marketing, I, I went back and counted how many pivots I've had. And I've had 28 career pivots so far. So we were pivoting before pivoting was cool, as I like to say. So it, it was not a natural thing to figure out what I was good at because I had interest in a lot of things, 
but it didn't necessarily mean I was good at them. And I was fascinated with a lot of things, but not necessarily good at them. And the things I was good at, I underestimated as, yeah, but everybody can do that. <laughs> everybody knows that, right? Not true. Not. Absolutely not true. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to brag just a little bit. So All just right. so that people have some context, mm-hmm. you're a best-selling author. You've had several businesses like brag a little bit because then I'm going to ask you a little bit more about how you got it to that level. Cause I think that will really help our audience. Absolutely. So to give you a bit of background. So Brad, like you said, he, he used to create um, big software packages for companies like IBM, Halberton of the world. And they were, you know, three-year projects, the multi-million dollars, you know, 50 employees had to be hired, server rooms had to be set up, you know, all sorts of things in order to be able to set up systems that helped these businesses run. And at that kind of same time, I was running my business, which was a personal development company, helping entrepreneurs to grow their businesses, understanding how they create their own successes and really helping them to get rid of those beliefs that were holding them back from doing the things that they wanted to do. And in about, like you said, 2015, we had to pivot that. And it was like, well, do I become a, you know, how to speak from stage? Do we do how to run a business? What is the thing that we're going to teach people? And it at that point, because of the success of speaking on stage, of writing books, of marketing all of those, to be able to understand with all my pivots that I could go into any business and understand how it fundamentally worked and being able to help them to strategize with it. And then he could fundamentally come into any business and help them with the technology behind it. So it was it was kind of a match made in heaven that didn't come into place until he took over my my tech. And he went like, this is kind of, we call it Frankenware. And I had a love-hate relationship with Frank. Uh, every time somebody did a upgrade, Frank would lose a limb and I, whatever. And then Brad found a software that worked for him. And he said, can I change? And I said, yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Now, the cool part is this particular software did everything we needed it to do. So we couldn't have done it before we found that software. That software has become pivotal to how we run our business and what we do because he understands the tech side of things so well that he can go into any business, whether it's a law firm or a plumbing company, a coaching company, and be able to help them to set up their systems properly so that they function and you're not getting a bunch of dirty data and other fun things that I'd like to say. So that was kind of the pivotal moment is the software had to exist. He had to um, have his experience in the world and understanding kind of what that marvelous aspect was. And then we came in. So yeah, the in running businesses, I've run a, we started with the tanning salon, a bed and breakfast and a, an electronic store in Anubek, which was super crazy fun. Um, my spouse at that time ran a very successful uh, pizza and burger place up in the Northwest Territories, which was fun. And in in looking at businesses, it was... Uh, When I started doing the personal development programs, I set the goal of, I just want to set goals so that I'm an inspiration to my students to go, yeah, you can do anything. So I've done wild and crazy things like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. I ran a marathon. I did a bodybuilding competition. I even got my forklift operator's license just because that was super fun, by the way. (laughs) That sounds fun. (laughs) It was great. I passed on the first thing and I'm like, can I do it again? He's like, no, people have to actually practice this. Get out of here. Uh, so that was entertaining. So it was 
kind of getting the accolades and growing the business was almost as a challenge to myself. Can I write a book? Can I do the thing? And and by realizing, yeah, actually I can. And with a lot of help and support, I can actually be really good at it. There's a common thread, I believe, when you talk with entrepreneurs that the whole, here's a challenge. Um, I'm going to meet that challenge and do it one better. <laughs> and I can see <laughs> with you, that's probably people are afraid. Are, they're afraid to say new things in front of you because <laughs> you're going to be like, hang on, I'm, I'm going to do that. And and then I beat you one and I'm going to go further and farther and all of that. It's so cool to hear how how many different businesses that you've been involved in. It's It's very cool. And what I'm getting from that is it is a mix of in-person, like one-to-one, very relationship-based, in your town, very face-to-face. And then some of it is also very digital, I guess you might say. Yeah, There's very like international. Online component. Yeah, yeah and, and they're not they're not one and the same. Some of them cannot be international, and some of them can only be online. Yep. So what would you say... Is and I and I know every business is different. So I yeah. I, I want to kind of kind of dial into what you're doing right now. Yeah. Is how are you finding in 2023 a new year, a new era? How are you finding the best way to attract clients, customers, and grow? I know that's a huge question, but because yeah. you have such a background of different experiences, I just kind of want to. Moment in time, 2023, like what's working right now in your mind? Awesome question. So one of the things that has been super fun is that we got approved by the Canadian government to be certified digital adoption advisors. And what that means is that we get to go into companies, help them build out their five-year business plan. And uh, and the Canadian government has grants for Canadian companies to be able to pay up to $15,000 of that. So that is awesome, which makes, you know, on one hand, cold calling super easy for me. It also makes speaking from stage uh, in front of the right audiences super easy because all I'm doing is informing people that we have this thing and obviously it's a benefit to them. But what I'm finding is my personal brand is coming up to the forefront. Mm. So things like working on my TEDx talk, things like working on our video presence in in YouTube and TikTok and TikTok is hilarious. I have one video hilarious. there and it's all about procrastination and why I didn't want to do my TikTok video. <laughs> I'm going to go check that out. I, I, will, I will be continually working on that. But I think that getting out there and being a presence right now is more important now than ever. So I think the Instagram generation kind of exploded that for everybody. And now everybody can start to see, okay, what is it that people really want? I mean, I get it, you're a business. And if I just want to go and buy a Coke or a McDonald's, I'll go and do that. But when I'm dealing with other businesses, what I really want is an interaction with you. I want to know who you are. I want to know that I get along with you. I, I want something in that to be personal so that I'm not just giving my money to corporations. I want to meet the people and help them grow in their business and, and get a lot more involved with them. And I think that's really important right now. When did you start that? When did you start that personal brand building? It, it maybe before it was called personal brand building, but when, when yeah, did you exactly. start that and how did um, you do it? Yeah. And I think what really started to happen was in about 2010, when I set the goals to do the bodybuilding and the, and the marathon, 
was then I became involved in the in the goal setting, right? Before that, it was all business goals and, and what's going on. Now it was up to me. And so a lot of that was recording that journey, sharing that journey with people and transforming kind of who I was. So I also have a love and affection for stilettos and long nails. So I went everywhere in six inch stilettos. I had one inch nails. I had big, long red hair, like flaming red hair. I might need to see um, a picture, Michelle. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If if you really want to get disturbed, you can go to my Facebook profile and everything is public there. Um, And that's when it started to, it was a little awkward. It felt very kind of teenager-ish, gangly, (laughs) not not really finessed. Um, And then in the last few years, actually, um, so it almost took 10 years to to realize that I am a, a personal brand identity unto myself and that Awareness Strategies is one of the companies that I represent. So it it became a, okay, she needs to have some more you know, finessing around it uh, to be able to make a clear message. Because what was happening before was people would go and Google me and I was all over the map. It's like I one picture, I have half black hair, half white hair, which is awesome. And I love that. But people would go, well, that's not really conservative and it's not really a tech company kind of thing. And so I went, okay, well, we'll probably change that. But it was, how do I still be me and promote a relatively conservative yeah, and quote unquote boring technology company? And, and so I figured out a way to make it fun and entertaining and people love working with us. It's about being more intentional, right? It's about yeah. looking at all the places that people can find you, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok, and at least having that, that through line. That's something yeah. that connects it. So if you have the hair that's half black, half white, which very cool. It's at least consistent throughout all of the places. Well, now you're speaking my language because when we were talking, or I was looking at your biography and looking about business automation and the the things that you're truly an expert in, I don't know much about that, but the fact that you're realizing or that you realize a little bit ago that putting yourself out there and kind of taking a look at that foundation that foundation and creating content that has served you in your business how how would you say that has done that by you paying greater attention to how you show up on all the platforms and creating content for them how has that helped you grow the business oh immensely so initially it was it was kind of whatever entrepreneur does. You just throw things out there and see what sticks and hopefully something yeah. does and we'll see what, and, and then when something does stick, it's like, okay, we'll run with that. And it has been kind of a really fun journey, especially in the last little uh, bit here is a lot of people are going, wow, you're hilarious. And I can't believe how your brain works. Have you ever thought about going into comedy? And I'm like, oh, okay. So two, 2023 is going to make me a year to go do some stand-up comedy and have some fun with that. <laughs> I and love to it. bring that to the stage so that the talks become more entertaining and people can get more engaged in it. And my goal and intention is to really start to break down the barriers of the stuff shirt and allow people to have a little fun in business and give them permission to just go and have fun in the world because I think we need it more than ever. And people have their special sauce and they're afraid to bring it to the world. So to me, the intentionality of, I want to get out there is I had to know personally that other people wanted that because for so long I was told you're too loud. You're too, 
boisterous, you're, you know, abrupt, you're whatever. And when I find my audience, they love that. Like they don't just like it. They love that. So it's one, being able to give myself permission to do it again, two, to do it intentionally and bring it to the audience. And three, having the message that connects with that audience to go, yeah, I want more of that. And I want to, you know, figure out how to help me expand my business by doing more of that myself. Very cool. Well, I want to hear about business automation because, and I, the reason I say that is because when I hear, put those words together, I'm like, that's for somebody else. That's for a company <laughs> with 3000 employees, which I don't have yet. And if you can help me explain or help me understand that the way you yep. explain it, then I can actually really see how people connect with both of those messages. So what is business automation? <laughs> well, and I think it's super important for solopreneurs, especially when you're just starting to understand this concept because it can change your business dramatically. Yes. So just from a semantics point of view, business automation is when you take any aspect of your business and you put basically a computer in place of what would have traditionally been a human in order to do something, some function. And that is across the board uh, anything that has to do with your business. So if it's a write-off for your business, <laughs> it's part of business automation. Then there's a sector of that, which is uh, marketing automation, which has anything to do from getting people's attention that don't know you all the way into creating raving fans for them. And how you do that in business for a solopreneur is obviously going to be different for somebody that has a 30,000 or 3,000 employees in their business. But the fundamentals start the same. And as my father always said, once is an accident, twice is a mistake, three times is a habit. So if you find yourself doing anything three times, it's because it works, right? The first time is like you threw it out there. The second time you're trying to do it and go, hey, did it work? Did you get the feedback I wanted? And you got it. So then you did it a third time. And now you have some consistency in that pattern. And we all do that at some point. So as I was saying earlier, the first phase of business is just throwing stuff out against the wall and see what sticks. And you're in a lot of that, <laughs> do it once, do it twice, maybe do it three times. But as soon as you start doing something three times, it works. That's when you want to look at automating it. So it could be an email that you're sending out all the time to people. And that could become part of your nurture campaigns. That could become part of your onboarding for your clients. What it, wherever that conversation happens, you want to make sure that you can replicate it because you don't want that fifth person to not hear that message just because they didn't ask the question directly to you. So it's obviously important that they get that information. You want to create a system whereby everybody gets that so that they have the same foundation so that when they're interacting with you again, you can have a deeper, more powerful conversation because now you're talking a little bit more of the same language and every time you do that, it becomes more and more and more. And then you're integrating yourself with your clients. They love you at that point. And that's when you create the raving fans. So automation is super important in a business in that it allows you to be able to be the sloppy, wonderful human being that you are that has those creative conversations that just pop out of your mouth and you're like, hey, where'd that come from? <laughs> you're like, oh, awesome. Okay. Right. And that's where you want to be. You want to be in your wheelhouse, doing your thing having the ideas come out and having a system in place that can then, you know, kind of scrape those off and put them into getting to the clients where they need them. Mm. I, as I'm hearing you talk, it just kind of makes me think about a, our podcasting 
cadence, I guess you might yeah. say, how we got connected. We were connected through a service called Podmatch. And I have a system where when we decide to have people on our show, I send a booking link and you book a link and you a time and and you get all of that in your email. Did it work okay? Yeah. It was awesome. Well, there was there was a funky one because I had it in my appointment for 11 o'clock. We happened to be at 12 o'clock. Oh, no. Um, but for whatever reason, I just went to my other appointment and went, hey, can we do this now? And they said, yes. So we just switched them around and it all worked out. Um, so there are funky things that happen in technology, even though you have the whole thing automated. Um, for example, in mine, if you don't click on the cancel or reschedule button, you still get all the reminders, even though you've deleted the appointment. Uh. It doesn't know that you deleted the appointment. It it needs to know that you're actually rescheduling or canceling. So there can be funky stuff that happens. And as technology grows, things like that will become less and less common. But technology is also in that funky stage of they throw stuff out there, see what works, get, yeah. get the feedback, and then make the adjustments from the programming side of things. So yeah, it's podcasting is probably one of the best ones for setting up that automation because there's so many things that you have to know, the guest has to know, um, I want links, you want headshots, all of that should be automated because there's no way that I'd sit there and go, hey, Cheryl, can I give this to you now? And you're like, oh, yes, you can give this to me now. <laughs> that would never happen. What other things should business owners be aware of? Whether they're, whether they have a business or they're trying to start one or they're trying to grow a personal brand, in terms of automation, what are some things that smaller organizations should be really thinking about to create, as you were saying earlier, just kind of create that roadmap to smooth, like a smooth sailing operation for someday down the road. The big thing to me is having the end goal in mind. When you know what your end goal is and you know what you want to achieve, then it becomes easier to be able to ask the right questions. So for example, in one of the courses we did, I got people to write a little note to themselves saying, is this getting me closer to my goal? And then stick it in their wallet and they weren't allowed to put pull money out of their wallet unless the answer was yes. If it was, great, go and invest in it. If it's not, then you probably don't need it, want it. It's it's probably solving an emotional need, not a physical need of whatever that thing was promising. And the exact same thing happens in in business is that we we go to an event and somebody says, oh, my product is awesome. It does everything for you. And you go, oh, yay, I will go and buy that. And, one, it doesn't do everything for you and it doesn't run your business for you. And two, like what did it do that you actually wanted it to do? And and does it make sense? And as I say, you want to ask more questions than you throw money at your problems, especially initially, because those decisions can make a huge impact on not only your cash flow, but on your business success in general. Are you missing opportunities because you have the wrong things in place? And you just haven't taken the time to be able to say, hey, is this really getting me closer to my goal? Does it really do what it says it's going to do? Because we all know that marketing and operations are often not in communication with each other. <laughs> so you want to make sure the thing you bought is the thing that you actually are getting. I'm going to do that when we finish up this call. <laughs> I'm going to write on a piece of paper, is this getting me closer to my goal? I love that. That is great. I think you're exactly right. We don't ask questions of ourselves enough. We ask a lot of people. We, we ask for yeah. their opinions. We ask our clients. We ask our kids. But we fail, we sometimes fail to ask ourselves these things that we know the answer to, honestly. 
Yeah. And, and in the end, what we're looking for usually from that external approval is a way to validate what we already know is our internal approval. So if we just bypass that really awkward stage of needing other people's approval and go straight to, I value my own opinion. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your opinion is always right or wrong, but you need to know what yours is first before anybody else's matters. Right. So if I know what mine is and I go, yeah, and I still got stuck on this thing. Okay. Can somebody help me get unstuck in this thing? As opposed to what do you think? Which is a very different question to be asking. Yeah. What is ahead for you and the business or the businesses? (laughs) Well, one of my goals is we want to get 20 of the roadmap clients. So we're looking for 20 people that are ideal for helping them to grow their five year plans and being able to kind of work through so that they have a secure sense of what the future entails for them. And they are kind of owning their focus of control again. Um, Because I think right now, more than ever, there's a lot of scare tactics going on about what the market is and where it's going to go and all that kind of fun stuff. And all that ever means to me is that there's huge opportunity. Anywhere where there's chaos, there's opportunity because you have to break something in order to make something new. So I think it's fantastic, but a lot of people get caught up in the, you know, the sky is falling and it's not really, it's just, you know, how do you make the most of that opportunity and how do you grow your business during this, these next five years? So that's a big one for me. TEDx talk is going to be another one in of obviously stand-up comedy. Absolutely. That one kind of terrifies me. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds wonderful because I was going to ask you next, where else can people find you? So if, if people are tracking your journey as we're talking about how you stand out, when you do stand up, how will you stand out? <laughs> Where, like, what are some of the things that you'll be focusing on? Will it be Instagram reels? Will it be TikToks? Or will it be all of those things? I mean, the TEDx yeah. is one and of itself. But yeah. where, if people are trying to figure out as they are figuring out their own marketing for yeah. their own businesses, their own brands, where do you think you'll be spending your time and energy? Our big one is going to be YouTube. And the reason that we're going to be in YouTube is because YouTube tends to work like a Google search engine and and people get their answers for how to there. And I think a lot of the information that people need about how business incorporates our technologies and why certain technology is better for certain businesses, they need to have somewhere to be able to go there. So um, we'll be doing a lot there. And my goal is to make it a lot of fun. So Part of the team's job is to go through all of those long videos, be able to get the snippets out, put them onto TikTok and, and Insta Reels and all that kind of fun stuff. So we're hoping we will splatter everywhere. Uh, anywhere you find Michelle Nedelec, if I speak English, it's me. Um, I do have four other counterparts in France that don't speak English. <laughs> so <laughs> pretty Good safe on that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I love your, your strategy. It's one that I'm doing as well, where YouTube is that first place, the first thing that you knock out during your week, when you decide it's content creation time, your YouTube video, your longer piece of content, and then you take that and you break it up and, and share it in other different places. So I can't wait to follow you and to hear more about marketing and business automation and hearing more about your your TED Talk and all the things that you have planned. Where can people learn more about you? And you've mentioned your YouTube channel, but is there something that you wanted to share with our audience as to how they can connect with you? Well, I'd love to give them a gift if I can. Sure. Awesome. So we have a website audit, which you can go through giving your website audit or your website 
address. It'll take about 10, 15 minutes because it actually does go through and scrape your website. And then it gives you back a report of all the yellow lights, green lights, and red lights, according to the Google gods. So green lights, they are allowing traffic to go to your site, which is awesome. Congratulate yourself, pat yourself on the back. Yellow lights are where they're slowing your traffic down and you want to look at those, um, scrutinize them to make sure that there are certain things that you can do that helps keep people on your site and helps keep them engaged, which is ultimately what Google wants. And there are certain things that they'll have a red light on going, no, we're stopping traffic from that page. It's not going to happen. It usually involves uh, acronyms, SSLs and DMARCs and all sorts of fun things that nobody knows what it means. So at the end of that, you'll get a link for me and I'll explain it in English for you so that you can either give it to your team or, you know, look at other possibilities to be able to help you get those things straightened out and get more traffic to your site. That's a $500 value. Plus you get my time on top of that. So happy to deliver that for you. Well, that's very generous. I will probably be taking you up on that order on that offer just because who knows what's happening with the websites and the the Google gods and what they're doing. So thank you so much for sharing so much value and just sharing your energy, energy with us about what you're doing and how you're marketing your brand and your business. Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show. You are awesome. Thank you for having me. If this episode has inspired you to take action, here are three things you can do right now. Evaluate your actions. If you find yourself doing something in your business more than three times, automate it. Check in with yourself. When you invest time or money in something, ask, is this getting me closer to my goal? And start building your personal brand. It could be as simple as shooting a video on your phone about your takeaways from this particular podcast episode. We talk all about that in my program, The Video Bootcamp. You can go to thevideobootcamp.com for more details. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Thank you in advance. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.